Hello and welcome to High Key Obsessed. I'm your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and joining me today for a very special movie episode is Mike Barbado and Chris Hans. Today it's a little bit different, and we're just mostly going to talk about the movie, maybe entirely talk about the movie, Knives Out. So we're going to skip the intro stuff we normally do and just get right into it. For these movie podcasts, we're going to begin with a brief summary and outline of the movie. And, you know, we'll get into more details as things go on. Knives Out is the 2019 part homage, part satire, part genuine murder mystery directed by Ryan Johnson, uh, fresh off The Last Jedi, and previously of Looper. It has a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, as far as critics are concerned, with an average of 8.3 out of 10. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 92% and 4.4 out of 5. So, you know, a little bit higher in terms of how the audience thought of it, but less, a lower percentage of the audience enjoyed the movie. It also earned about... $300 million at the box office against a $40 million budget, and it has already been greenlit for a sequel, which will uh, only bring back Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc with a whole new cast of characters around him. Knives Out follows the investigation of renowned private detective Benoit Blanc after the apparent suicide of Harlan Thrombey, a wealthy crime novelist who apparently committed suicide on his 85th birthday. Benoit has been hired by an anonymous individual to investigate this suicide. While initially we are led to believe that a member of the Thromby family, as you know, we get various motives shown to us throughout the opening, it is eventually revealed that Harlan did indeed kill himself, but with a twist. His nurse, Marta, accidentally gave him an overdose of morphine, and uh, realizing that her mother will be deported if the police investigate her in the wake of his death, Harlan and Marta orchestrate this cover-up to throw off the local police. In the following days, members of the Thromby family assure Marta that they will take care of her because she has become not only Harlan's nurse, a part of the family as well. And they all do this tremendous job of, you know, being very patronizing and condescending to her and just, you know, genuinely douchey throughout. However, things change when it is revealed that Marta will be inheriting the entirety of Harlan's estate. At this point, the Thrombies further reveal their true colors and turn on her at a dime, chasing Marta out of the house and yelling vile things at her along the way. Marta escapes from the Thromby clan with the help of Harlan's grandson, Ransom Drysdale, and the black sheep of the family. He is played with smarmy aplomb by Chris Evans. Ransom forces her to spill the beans on the whole plot in order to avoid literally spilling the beans he dips her. And that is because, folks, there is a wrinkle. Marta literally cannot lie without puking. Anyway, Ransom agrees to help her cover up Harlan's death for the low, low price of his share of the inheritance. And he is apparently very helpful trying to help her confront someone blackmailing her and escape the police. But there's another twist, as Ransom was in fact responsible for the murder. That is because he swapped the vials of morphine with whatever actual drug Harlan was on. And when Marta swapped them back, she had given him the correct dosage. Thus, Harlan killed himself for no reason, and if he only listened to Marta, he would have survived. It is also revealed that Ransom killed the person supposedly blackmailing Marta for blackmailing him because she discovered he was behind the uh, suicide, and he is tricked into confessing the 
murder by Marta, who he attempts to kill using a prop knife. Pretty much sums it up, stipped some of the juicy details, but that's what the rest of the pot is for. So, with that out of the way, that bit of monologuing, how did you guys feel when you first saw the movie? Um, when I first saw it, I feel like I feel like I was a little underwhelmed. I liked the mm-hmm. story. Um, I thought it was good. I, I liked the ending. I was a little confused. I mean, I wasn't paying full attention. And so you, you did, like, I, I remember I got lost during the, the whole blood scene with the fire. But overall, it was good. I did like it, and I liked it even more on my second and third rewatch. Chris, what about you? I'd say, all right, initial reaction, it, tell, it told a good story. I think it really drove down the murder mystery approach that they were going for. But realistically, I think it had its peaks and it had its um, valleys, you know? <laughs> like, I think the scenes that were great, they knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it kind of just dragged on or they didn't really make it visually clear as to what exactly is going on in this scene. Okay. Not that the story itself was all um, discombobulated. It was more of just the fact that it seemed like they could have done a better job with the resources they had to show what was going on. Right. And how do you general thoughts on it from the, how do you feel after rewatching it? After rewatching it, it's a movie that you can watch over again easily. Like that's it's not one of those one and done where like the shock factor is what got you. It's more like it's just quality entertainment. It is yeah. it is a good movie and it's it's definitely rewatchable and you pick up on like little jokes, comments or mm-hmm. just like details. Um like uh I just saw when I watched earlier the um the mug that she drank at the end that said my house, my my mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. It was like one of the first things that we saw going up to meet Harlan when yeah. um uh, who was it, Jody? The no, no, it's a uh, Fran, the nurse. Fran, thank you. Not the nurse, the uh, housekeeper. Yes, but uh, uh, yeah, just some good details, and I this definitely only improves on a re- rewatch. Yeah, that's what I think too. I think it definitely gets better the more you watch it because you're not trying to solve the mystery or like what the twist is going to be once they reveal the apparent murder. Like pretty, pretty much in the beginning of the movie, they tell you who done it. Yeah, um, and I so think that's like, why I was a little like kind of thrown off the first time was because yeah. it's like well i know what happened mm-hmm. yeah it's just how they get there is what the actual story is and that right. I, I wasn't that kind of confused me at first i guess mm-hmm. yeah it seemed more of a story about like the motives rather than just mm-hmm. like the murder itself and i think they did a good job on that i remember when i first watched it i was like this should be a thomas hall of famer and it's just it's like a thomas hall of very good and I think um, a lot of the time when I watch Ryan Johnson's movies, I'm like, it's 90% what I want it to be, but it, there's something missing. And then the more and more I rewatch it, I pick up on all the little things that makes it, I mean, it's not, it would be a stretch to say it's one of my favorite movies, but it's definitely a movie that I enjoy a lot. I watched it like four times this week to prepare. And, you know, I, I wasn't like, I, I still enjoyed it on the last rewatch after watching it three days in a row. I was like, this is still good. I'm still having fun watching it. I'm not miserable. So, you know, that's a good sign. Oh, yeah. So, now we're going to get into the categories. First one is, this scene slaps. And what that is, you know, that's going to be us deciding the best scene of this movie. And I have some nominees for you guys. Oh, let's hear it. Okay, first one is the uh, very first scene, the opening question scene, 
where, um, you know, we got Trooper Widener, we got Tenant Elliot, the detective, and he, they're just, you know, making everybody run back through the case where they were the night of the murder. And it's just revealed slowly. There's a guy behind them hitting a random note on the piano every time. Yep. Yeah. But it's the same note every time. And every time he hits it, the same question is asked after it's, when did you get to the party? Because they're trying to establish a timeline. They do a lot of stuff here that I think is really good. I like how every time someone tells the story, the person or the people behind Harlan blowing out his birthday candles, it changes. Uh, they do a nice thing where the people tell their story and it flashes back and you think it's going to be flashing back to what they're saying, but it's flashing back often to the opposite of what they're saying or a lie. And they do a nice juxtaposition and like showing all the contradictions and the lies and how petty the family is. My guy Trooper Widener is out here. He's just crushing it. And when he's talking to Walt and he's like, you know, Walter's like, are you guys fans? And he's like, bait fan. And he does the whole, I mean, how does he come up with that? I'm not going to spoil it for you because Detective Elliot, he's, you know, he doesn't really go for fiction. You know, he's a hardworking cop. What's he going to do? Read fiction? Oh, thank you. I just thought that was really re- well done. Very rewatchable, very enjoyable every time. And yeah. then like showing the party, there's also the whole like the vibe when you watch all the various scenes and the party gets thrown together. There's like, this is every family party I've ever been to where I'm just like, <laughs> please don't talk to me. Let me just do my thing. And like, you really re- relate to the granddaughter when she's like trying to ignore everybody and then leaves early. You're like, you know, you come to the family party, you come in hot, you get yourself noticed. And then you're like, let me just dip quick. You gave the quick Irish goodbye. Exactly. That's the way to do it. My next nominee is the scene of Harlan's death, which I say starts when he's like him and Marta are walking up the stairs. And Christopher Plummer does this nice, up, 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 I got it. Up, 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 I got it. I like that. that? I don't know, but I love it. Like every time (laughs) I notice it and I laugh. (laughs) I know, because it kind of like, every time it happened, I was like, I forgot that this happened and I don't understand. But I love it. (laughs) It does stand, yes, it is. Is it because he's going up to the, um, what is it, like third, fourth, whatever it is where they play Yeah, it's the attic. Uh, Go is the game. Go. Yeah, and so there's that scene. You see, like, their friendship. You see their um, their chemistry mm-hmm. in, like, a friend way. Yeah. And then just, like, you see his mind as soon as, like, he's, he's dying. And he's like, this would be an interesting, you know, thing for my murder mysteries that I write. And then just the whole um, planning the murder and, like, the way he explains it. And he's, like, laughing as he's about to die. He's like, you know, it sounds crazy, but it'll work. See, <laughs> can I, because I, I was, I know what we want to talk about nitpicking, but since we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't understand why, because he wrote the note, mm-hmm. like he was writing a note about, I, I thought that I was going to be relevant and yeah. like come up as like some sort of evidence, but I was kind of just surprised that it didn't. Yeah, they never brought it back. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's like a deleted scene or something. I do. Yeah, that's so what I was thinking. Like I have it on was... Voodoo and I watched a couple of deleted scenes and that wasn't one of them, but okay. um, you know, maybe that, that was meant to be brought back and it just never fit in. Maybe it was a red herring. Yeah, that's what I was thinking maybe happened. But that's all, that's all. There's also, there's a really cool part when he's talking about Ransom and he takes the knife and he's like, that kid's so much like me, you know, like uh, his life isn't real to the point where he can't tell if a knife is fake or a prop. And then yeah. later when he tries to stab Marta, he uses the prop knife. The one that was brought up earlier? Yeah, so or like he's literally talking scene? about how Ransom, no, 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 in the real scene. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harlan is talking about how Ransom is just like him and, like, spoiled, basically. And that, you know, he can't tell the difference. And then he actually can't because he hasn't had to work in his life type of thing. Yeah. And it's just, 
there's all these little things that come back throughout the movie, and that's one of them. Damn, I, I don't think I picked up on that one. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, no. I got more, too. I got more. I got a lot of juicy details for us. <laughs> uh, my next scene is Ransom's arrival slash uh, Jacob, the Nazi youth, revealing what he overheard uh, it, when he was in the bathroom from the fight. This is before uh, the will reading? Yes, the scene before the will reading. It's but like that whole part until right. they read the will. I just think yeah. it's awesome. Just like... I mean, like Richard and Walt fighting, you know, like, you want to go? I've been waiting for this my whole life. And then Chris Evans is just like, he comes in hot and he's just like going off in that scene. Like just the way he, you just like, you want to punch him too. And you just met him and he's just sitting there and his uncle's screaming in his face. And he's just like, all smug. Yeah. Little shit face. And his mom's like, the crackers, eating the cookies. (laughs) And um, so the actor who plays Walt, um, Michael Shannon. Apparently, he improvised a lot of his actions in the scene, and also, like when he throws his hands up in victory, he improvised that. And the um, after he starts doing the eat shit, eat shit, definitely eat shit. And when he goes, I will not eat one iota of shit. He improvised that off screen. That oh, was man. one of the best lines it's in the movie. It definitely is. Yes. My I think my favorite part of that scene though is when Richard is like basically like. They're like, what does that mean? I'm warning you. And he's like, son. And Chris Evans is just like, father. Father. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah. The reading of the will I have, uh, mostly just the freak out after and how, yeah. uh, you know, like, Did you, you had sex with my grandpa, you dirty anchor baby. Which <laughs> this know. is also stepping on the scenes. So apparently that kid, he improvised that line, which is really, it's on the one hand, it's like perfectly in character. Perfect. Also a little concerning that he came up with that. <laughs> yeah. but so the director missed it because everyone's yelling. And Michael Shannon, you see him look at the actor after he says it. And it like made sense in the scene that he would look at his son as he right. says that. Yeah. But like it's because he noticed him say that. And then he went to the director after and was and like, said, this kid crushed it. You got to put this in. <laughs> so he like re-recorded it. Oh, my God. Um, and just really like cool. just the what it reveals about the thrombies, how they were faking the whole time, and like right. they just turn on her on a dime, and it's instantly like everyone freaking out. The next one I have is the medium speed chase. You know, <laughs> the worst yeah. uh, car chase yep. in the history. Yep, when he's like, that was the dumbest chase of all yes, time. Dumbest. Yep, yep. <laughs> or stupidest, maybe. And then the final one, the classic Benoit spinning the yarn, just telling yeah. you, you know, he's untangling the web. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Do you guys have any nominees that I missed? I I think you nailed all of mine except one. Uh, okay. My fa- one of my favorites or probably top two was when um, Ransom showed up before the will reading and it just turned into that family shit show. I mm-hmm. think that, that was perfect in every way possible just because every character was on point. Yeah. The fighting was great and just like his, his dad and like the other guy fighting. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just a good amalgamation of entertainment i don't know yeah like but, every every character is pitching 110 in that one it's just like a great exactly. actor scene yeah because everyone's really showing like their character there and yeah. like the actors who portrayed them like just knocked it out of the park there i think yeah. like you don't see that all at once throughout like the whole movie until then mm-hmm. because the the cast is so good and so big that it's, it just feels like a lot of the time they don't have a lot to do and in that one, everybody has a lot. Everyone just to do something at least. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, nah, that's a good way to put it. Um, uh, what was your other one? My other one, um, the scene, um, it's close to the end where um, 
Detective Benoit and mm-hmm. uh, the Nana. He he goes into the room with the Nana. The opera music is playing, mm-hmm. and he just goes up up to her. Starts to, he just starts this monologue. Mm-hmm. She's just sitting there emotionless, and then he just pauses and he's like, "I think you have something to tell me." And yeah, then he's like, like, "Why is pain the providence of the youth?" Yeah, Hobart. Oh yeah, like just, that monologue. I was gonna use that as my favorite quote in the movie, just because nice. like. It was so poetic. It was so mm-hmm. well done. And it, I think that really encapsulated the character that Daniel Craig was playing. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm a classy guy. I know my shit. Now what's up? Like, you tell me what's going on. <laughs> it also, like, that scene also kind of was the final piece of the puzzle that he needed, really. Because mm-hmm. once he connected the fact that it was Ransom climbing up and she said, why you, why you back, Ransom? Or whatever mm-hmm. the hell the quote Ransom? was. Ransom? Are you That's back one again one. already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. That was good. All right, we got to do grandma, or we got to do Nana, um, <laughs> Nana impressions. <laughs> Yo, she's so. This is also stepping on the uh, like trivia thing, but she is six years younger than Christopher Plummer, who plays her son. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. Mike, uh, what about you? What are your scenes? If I missed any? Um, you didn't. You didn't miss any. I think you hit them all for me. For me, I got to go. With my favorite scene. The ending is good with undoing the yarn, but mm. I, I really liked the the beginning scene. That kind of did. There was a lot of things going on, like you said, with the um, the piano key, the clock ticking in the back constantly. The flashbacks were really cool. Just seeing how it's like, well, all these people are lying, and then you realize why they're lying. It has nothing to do with the murder. It's mm-hmm. just they're just stumbling you know, all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I liked seeing all that, and I think that that really kind of like sucked me in to like what was gonna be the movie and it kind of sucked me in the wrong way because i was expecting something else but it ended up being perfect because it is a good movie that i like Mm. you know what i found kind of interesting is harlan's like outraged at his family which you know it does make sense but also like even after like he tells Joni they're cut off and he tells walt that he's getting fired but like even after that they show i mean Granted, everything's unreliable, but in scenes that are seem to be the realistic scenes that they're showing us after, like Joni comes up to check on him after she hears a loud bang, even late after he was like, you're cut off. That's, you know, she doesn't have to do that. That's pretty nice. Yeah. And it could be she's trying to get back in his good graces, maybe. Yeah. But um, I, I that's what I got, because she did mention yeah. she's like, oh, we'll talk about the family tomorrow. OK, yeah, yeah, way yeah. yeah, they all do stuff like that too yeah but then like walt is there and he's like he doesn't really do as much but there's like little things so like when when linda tells the story of ransom storming out um he says bye to nana on his way but then when you see what actually happened he doesn't there's like a bunch of little things like that that are like you don't know what is real what's not and then like how much to trust it's just interesting i kind of just see the whole family as heartless and transactional Mm -hmm. because there there wasn't there wasn't an ounce of genuine empathy in the movie, even from Joni's daughter. Like, right. Uh, Meg, I think. Yeah. Yes. When she, even when she called, what's her face, Marta, when she was mm-hmm. in the diner, like, even then, that whole thing was just like a setup. Like, yeah, but. Here's... And like, was it when she comes back to the house at the end, too, she kind of just like says, Oh, I'm glad you're back. Like, I'm here for you. And then just kind of mm-hmm. like ignores everything she said. Like, yeah. you can tell that, like, it's kind of shallow. And I mean, those are the kind of things I saw. No one yeah. is redeemable. Yeah. Right. I do. I have a take on Meg, and I think she's probably, besides Harlan, the most forgivable of what we see. Because, you know, she's like a 20-year-old like kid 
21 maybe and her whole family's like pressuring her like give us the dirt give us the dirt like you know we can't afford to pay for your school all this stuff right, like she's in a she horrible was, she was position on side the longest yeah. until yeah. school was brought up yeah she like tried to be a martyr side and then she like she just i feel like she made a mistake more than yeah. anything else i feel like she messed up i feel like she probably did genuinely regret selling marta out and but, but like she is like day. a selfish rich kid at the same yeah. time right that's the problem there yeah and that's like i had a little bit of a bone with to pit with harlan like you don't have to give jacob and make the money now because you know they suck but like you don't want to leave them anything yeah exactly like you know pay for her college so just make sure like you can make sure her mom doesn't steal it you already did <laughs> Why not just continue paying for her college? I don't know. That was like, you're just going to sell it. Like, I get ransomed. He's heard he blew his chances, but like, you're going to sell out the other two grandkids too? That's true. But Walt wasn't really doing much with the company as far as like actual leadership. Right. That, I just meant like in his will, maybe be like, here's like here's, $10,000 oh, in a. Yeah. yeah for the grandkids. <laughs> give you some money and, <laughs> and the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. He does kind of just like hate his kids for it at the end. Yeah, I don't. I think he's trying to be like, you know, you guys are to fend for yourselves to become real people at that point. But it's like it's too late for your kids, yeah. and your grandkids have been raised like they're gonna need some help. Like I don't know, maybe yeah. help them, like just in case. Just put very strict limitations on it. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm sure, like, I mean, everyone's like telling Marta he put you in a bad position. I'm sure he was gonna tell her before he died. He just events conspired against him. Yeah, he did die. So, um, what do you guys vote for best scene? As far as the movie goes, it's got to be the last one. For like, not for me personally. For me, I would no, vote no, no. For first. you personally, I vote the first. I like okay. the first. Chris, I kind of want to say the last scene, but I feel mm-hmm. like that short, uh, short ending, like all the rest of the scenes. But it, it was. I, I think the last scene when he starts talking about the donut within the donut mm-hmm. within the donut. Yep. That like that that until the end is probably my favorite. Like, it's probably a group of scenes, but just that whole segment and stuff was I got you. I think mine is the opening scene, too, just because it shows, it sets everything up, it shows everything, and it just does, like, such a great job. You learn a lot about the characters then. Yeah. No, I was mentioned at the start that it had, like, its um, hills and valleys, Mm -hmm. mostly because I thought around the time of, like, the car chase and everything after when Marta told the truth of her side mm-hmm. i think that all kind of like blended in my mind it's kind of not very memorable and i think that's where the movie falls short like yeah. it has a great beginning great end and some great tidbits in it but uh-huh. like it's just not banger out throughout the entire thing that's really I fair all right so that brings us to the next category best character or you know just favorite character really and again i have a number of nominees one of which I think might be surprising. I don't think it will surprise Chris, though. So first and foremost, obviously, we got Ben Wallblonk, Daniel Craig. So the script Hands says, down. a subtle Southern accent. My man said, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is like a year after Logan Lucky, or maybe two years. And in that one, he's doing a similar, just but like a high-pitched West Virginian accent. And he's just like, I am in car sir ray ted and then he comes in and he's like let's back it up it's just like you know just he likes doing weird american accents i guess i love it kills it he he knocked it out of the park like i when i first started the movie i didn't know what he was playing necessarily mm-hmm. in terms of like was he an american was he just like <laughs> french or what chris as soon as chris, i heard that I'm save like, that thought because oh. it's coming back but yeah he does like 
it's at some points it's way over the top and at other points it's like barely there a couple times the british cracks through i feel like but it's just, i don't he like it's perfect somehow yeah you can it tell is. he's having fun with it <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's the main thing like everybody in this movie is having fun yeah uh my next nominee is marta who i don't know if necessarily she's the best character but the actress like absolutely crushes it mm-hmm. and she has the most to do and it was it's just like it's a star making performance so yeah. that is anna de armas probably mispronouncing that and she is in the next James bond with daniel craig and he like requested her because no, no way. of this oh, movie and i'm man. first all of right. all i'm super mad that this movie's been delayed so long as we discussed on the first episode we did together we're like three of the only james bond fans yeah and we love it we want more of them i feel like and no time to die is a great name i'm excited for it yeah just a little actually, side note i did say that i don't care if james bond dies you said all three of us all right all right listen james bond can die but then we got a new james bond i don't yeah. know okay that's and fair. It's, yeah, yeah. No, um, daniel craig james bond's just special you know yeah <laughs> next ransom uh they do a nice thing where you know chris evans has sent, spent the last 10 years as captain america america's golden boy and they flip it on its head uh no i just have a comment on that because the first thing i did when i finished like my second watch mm-hmm. was i wrote down a note saying that this movie exemplified the fact that any like every single one of these like main mainline uh characters or actors mm-hmm. they can play a whole host of characters like daniel craig isn't just james bond chris evans isn't just captain america mm-hmm. like you got Jamie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and all these guys. Like, They're all doing roles that you necessarily wouldn't expect them to do. Mm-hmm. And I think, that, that, like, I think that, that's coming back to your comment about Chris Evans like, playing his part. Yeah. I actually um, I have a question. I think it fits best here. So when, you, when Chris Evans comes in, I, even though we had seen that Marta you know, had, was responsible for Harlan's death at that point when Chris Evans is introduced, we think that she's responsible. I still, I was like, there's no way. Like, this guy's up to something. There's going to be some twist with him. So I didn't trust him at all. I was like, kind of, I was hoping that he would turn out to be a good guy and that he would. Um, I just thought him and Marta had great chemistry together. I was like, maybe he'll, you know, we hate his family. We're showing their bad guys. Maybe there's like an inkling of hope for him. But I thought, I was like, no way. Like, there's something up with this guy for sure. Did you guys trust him or did you think he was like involved in some way? Blanc, as Blanc pointed out, dogs are the best judge of character. And mm-hmm. They loved Marta, and then yep. did not uh, like him. He pulls up, no, and they hated him. They're bite, biting at him, barking at him. Mm-hmm. So I, right then and there, it's like, all right, well, this guy's—he's no good. He's no good. Yeah. He's bad news. Between right. him and uh, was it between Ransom and Meg? I think to that point, just at the end of the day, like these people just can't escape the fact that they're from a really shitty family. Yeah, and I think. I think Ransom did the best job at that where like he comes off as like a, Hey, I hate my family. I'm a normal guy, mm-hmm. but then he's still a backstabber. Yeah. I think and he's, and he's also still a rich asshole. Yeah. Never oh. had a job. Um, all that stuff. Great sweaters though. Like oh, really all throughout sweaters. dude drips like oh nonstop. God, yeah. His coat is incredible. Yep. Coat, the car, like he was just perfect for like stereotypical rich boy, like the shot of his house and everything. Wow. Mm-hmm just cool his house was cool i was like i loved it dude what the, i was like that's <laughs> a weird ass house i love it oh man okay and this branch of a good job you guys ready for this one trooper yep. wagner he's my last nominee 
dude is just like he's having fun he's like he's like a kid in a candy store he's so excited to be a part of this investigation <laughs> he's like big fan he's like this is from the like whatever when they're walking there's the statues there he's loving it at the I end when he's like he pauses he's like he stops yes, at the Elliot. end when Blanc was Blanc was going through the yarn yeah, yeah. and uh, Elliot tried to get him to stop. He goes, "No, no, no let him, no, no, no. let him do his yep. thing." Finish, let him yep. finish. <laughs> and when um, Marta brings up the Hallmark movie that Fran was talking about, he knew it instantly. Yes, like, because of the like, actor. <laughs> yeah, he was just making like expressions, like he's ready to go. And he I definitely picked that job once he found out where it was. Like mm-hmm. that cop, he was loving it. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to be my sleeper pick. That's okay. So, do you guys have any other nominees? Uh, yeah. All right. Who you got, Chris? I got a couple. Um, I only knew Jamie Lee Curtis from like Freaky Friday and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I saw her in this movie, holy what, shit! Hold on. Like, Chris, what about Halloween? Oh, okay. Yeah, that too. <laughs> okay. But like, I just knew her as like from like basically Freaky kid Friday stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. As, I mean, so they do this thing where like all these actors, not all of them, but like, her, she's another one. Like Chris Evans, you're pre-programmed to like her. I feel like. Oh yeah, and she's just awful too. Yeah. She 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 has an awful attitude, but out of the mm-hmm. family, I found her like the least like painful in the sense that like, all right, she's pretentious, she's mm-hmm. a rich snob, but she's trying to open like, about she's it. Not like the backstabber, she's not cutthroat. Right, right. She does make it very clear. I like okay. So in the opening scene, they do a cool thing with that too between her and Joni when she's like, "I know you." Uh, I've read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you. And then yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, oh, I know who you right. are, Mr. Blanc. I read the New Yorker article on you. I found it delightful. Yes. Yep. That was good. I love that contrast in the movie mm-hmm. between Joni and Linda. Because it's like, all right, you got stuck up, like, super rich conservative chick. And mm-hmm. then, like, you have just this, like, free spirit liberal, really. It's, like, mm-hmm. really <laughs> opposite. <laughs> I think the movie is, like, I don't know if you guys have seen it out, how in the beginning bradley whitford's character is like i would have voted for obama a third time if i could that's like this family is like they would say that shit yeah yeah except half of them would say i would vote trump a third time if i could which one uh richard would (laughs) yeah yeah they killed it with that one scene where they're like talking politics yeah yeah, yeah. like they made it that was that was good they did a good job that one was one of it was like a hard omission for me because i was like that's kind of nice that whole scene yeah show that but yeah and they do a good job of like, they don't like they never say Trump's name, but you know, they, yeah, they do a like, good job of like, and like they skewer skewer um like everybody. They're like you know they criticize they them- rich white liberals as well. It's like mm-hmm. everyone's like yeah, everybody sucks basically. No, yeah. yeah, they did. They made it very fair to where it's like they're not like even picking a side on it. Yeah, it was just good clean fun. Good yeah. clean fun. It was like you know Goodfellas. Exactly. He insulted you a little bit. You were out of line yourself. Yeah. One last actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I only knew him. I, this one is more out of respect for the actor itself. Himself. Mm-hmm. Who was? What was the name of the other cop? I know the actor's name, but what was his name? Uh, Detective Elliot. Yeah, Lakeith Detective Stanfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield. This he did this movie the same year he did Uncut Gems, and he played two polar opposite mm-hmm. characters. That's kind of his thing. He's like he comes in and he just plays different characters every time, and he crushes it. Yeah. And he's just like. I didn't include him because I just felt like he didn't. They didn't give him enough to do. He was the perfect buddy cop, and I think they could have like milked that. Like he mm-hmm. played that part so well that I think they really like didn't use him enough in this. You're movie. saying for the sequel, maybe he's like he's like he leaves the force. He's like Benoit, teach me your ways. 
that's what you that'd, want. That'd be nice. Like, like a little team up. Like partner in crime or just mm-hmm. like buddy cool. cop. Yeah. Like he plays that so well. Like, mm-hmm. and I think they really neglected to like use him fully in this movie. Yeah. That's my, that's the only reason I didn't include him is because they just, they don't give him much to do besides say, like there's a couple, like he'll be like, damn, stuff like that. He, he comes in, but it's just not like, enough. When they were on the porch, when they first interrogated Marta, mm-hmm. like, I think he did, that, that was the like weak the sauce best. part. He's like, yeah, just more of that weak sauce. You keep dumping yeah. that weak sauce. That was oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mike? Did you have any, any new nominees I missed or Christmas? Yeah. I mean, you pretty much hit them all. All right. Um, Chris had some really good ones to add. I did, did like, I did like that. But, I mean, I don't know. For me, I, I gotta go with my boy Benoit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel yeah. like okay. I, it's just because it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, watching him. He's singing in the car when the ambulance rolls yeah. up, and he's <laughs> that part's <laughs> very funny. <laughs> oh it's lord! Just like, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just he did a really good job, and I, I liked. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, I, I get, we're gonna dig into him a little bit at the in the like we have some questions part because I, I got I got a I got a lot of questions about this guy. Yeah. Oh, he, Chris. A good thing about Elliot is he always calls Benoit Benny. Yep. No yep. one else does. He's like Benny. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a nice no, he detail. Did, he made him look like such a free spirit in this movie. Like he wasn't a serious cop. He was mm-hmm. just like some gifted dude who just like was going with the flow and kind of mm-hmm. like he had fun like you could tell he had fun the entire yeah. time but he loves his job but it, unlike like sherlock holmes where he sees one thing and he figures it out like he still does a little bit of detective work too like yeah. he there's a couple clues he like you know he uses the deduction thing but he's also he's doing the late work as well yeah and that, like i think the the, the part that really got to me is like you found the human side of him in that one scene that i was talking about with the mm-hmm. nana because that's yeah. the first time you really mentioned it's like, all right, life is exhausting. This job can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like any kind of yeah. just right. Like all these detectives, they just like him. they kind of play with everybody, and he's he's just like in it still. He's not. He's a person. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You guys and like the vote? only time he ever admits that like, all right, this kind of sucks mm-hmm. is to like this ancient expired lady who doesn't talk the entire movie but she eats a whole lot of um salmon the whole yeah. salmon platter <laughs> yeah. crushes it that's when you knew that she wasn't dumb that like was for me that was my other thing is like i mean it's his uh grandmother but when walt is like nana like yeah, yeah. do you to eat yeah he's like yeah. They, they, there's like little glimpses of decency in these people yes yes exactly like how much is real, how much is not. So, Mike, you're voting Benny for the winner. I vote Benny. All right, Chris. Benny's like the, so much the obvious choice, but Chris, uh, go with your well, gut. For you, Chris. Chris, go with your gut. Who do you want? Man, I don't know. I, I think Ransom. Cool. Okay. Okay. I say yeah. Trooper Wagner. He's he's easily my sleeper. Yeah. He's like, he oh, just, yeah. I just love it. He's having fun. <laughs> Yeah, every single line he has, he is pretty much having fun, except for when um, Linda, when she told them that, was telling them to get out, that was the only time he wasn't having fun. Yeah. Because he yep. was like, I, I, I want to get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even then, he seemed like a good comic relief. Like, he was just like, fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he tried twice, but Ellie was like, no. All right. What about you? Oh, yeah, you're going full in on Wagner, huh? Full in. I'd say all in. All right. 
I give him his own movie. I don't care. <laughs> just like show us, like just have him reading the books, watching the Showtime or Lifetime. It's a, I don't care. I'll watch it. So give him a little spinoff series on Netflix. Oh yeah. Like he's trying, he's trying to follow Benoit's footsteps. Like here's what I picture: he gets fired from the state troopers because he sucks, and then he's like trying to start up as a private eye, but he's just like he's really bad at it. I'd watch it. What if he got a job um, acting in the Hallmark Christmas movies? I like that too. Like he there we go. he leave he quits to become an actor in these movies. <laughs> That's a good storyline. Alrighty, that brings us to a new category. Notable quotes. And I, I have a million. There's um, a lot of good quotes in this movie. There oh, really yeah. are. There's like too many to really delve into. I ain't give um, myself enough room and I'm pissed. Do you yeah. guys want to go through yours and I'll just like pick up any that we miss? So one of them, you already brought it up. It was Joni that had said it. Was This was earlier in the, um, when they're like talking, uh, the introduction scene, they're trying mm-hmm. to get some more details. She meets or she sees Blanc in the corner and then she says, I read a tweet about you or I, I read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you. The last of the gentleman's sleuths. You solved that case with the tennis champ. You're famous. Mm-hmm. And so it's like just the whole idea of like she saw it on Twitter and she didn't really like read the article. Like um, she just like, oh, yeah, I, I can tell you some very vague things about you mm-hmm. because when I was like nobody's actually on Twitter studying reading yeah. <laughs> um and it's like that's exactly how i would explain like meeting this guy if i was in the same spot it's like i don't know much about you but i know like you did this and this maybe that's it mm-hmm. but and it's just um, like that's twitter in uh 2019 2020 like you never actually read the article you just you no know, it's just, just you see the headline, the headline and it's like oh that's interesting yep <laughs> another one that i like this is a blanc quote he was doing his like monologue in the car with uh, Marta. Uh, yes, and when he's talking through his process. Yeah, and he, uh-huh. he goes. Yep. He says, "Let me know if this is boring." Yep. Like, like yep. he knows that he's doing a bit, and uh-huh. he's just like, "I'm gonna roll with it. I'm having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just gonna show you what like I do. This is how I do it." Yeah, that I think cool. that was up there on my quotes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yep. because it's like he he knows he's like. Oh, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you that whole part's kind of nice. Yeah. This is like that whole thing when he's like, oh, this is just a good segue for one of the ones I have. Okay. So, I mean, hop in whenever, anyone. Yeah. This is when, when he's like, it's a weird case from the start. A case with a hole in the center. A donut. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a segue into my quote. Like, relax. <laughs> relax there, Benny. <laughs> just the way he, like the weird little pause. A donut. Like, <laughs> what else would it be? It lit up. It would have been funnier if he said like a bagel, maybe. But I mean, donut. Yeah. Obviously, it's fun. it's funny enough. No, oh, yeah. All right. My favorite. I have. I have to include it because one of my favorite quotes. Actually, my favorite quote was at the end when he went even deeper with that, and he just went. He's like a donut hole in the donuts mm-hmm. hole. But we must look a little closer, and then. When we do, we see that the donut hole has a hole in its center. It is not a donut at all, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not whole at all. Like, <laughs> he just keeps, like, piling on it. <laughs> Dude, this guy's also very nice. Loves his donuts. Oh, man. Um, 
one of the so i got one from walt it kind of mm-hmm. gave me american psycho like alibi vibes mm-hmm. um so walt he's talking to the detectives at the beginning and he says we talk like he's he's asking what they talked uh what he was talking to uh, harlan crap. yes thank you yep um what he was talking to harlan about and he says we talked we had a business discussion about ebooks jesus mm-hmm. and like when i heard that i was like this is very much so i was returning videotapes vibes mm-hmm. like it's just like like anything that yeah. you can pull out it's like yep that's i was talking about ebooks jesus mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, i kind of like that one yeah there's a lot of little like subtle ones it's just the delivery is nice oh yeah yeah more so than like like that one you wouldn't really think of it but just the way he says it and in like context and like you said the vibe from it that's why it stands out that's yes that's why yep, i picked yep. yep i'm trying to what was the scene where walt was kind of blackmailing martha in the hallway because like he had some good quotes there like um, it was just eerie and like kind of spooky yeah to... i don't i don't have any quotes from that on there yeah. on here but that was just um that was a good scene, though. It yeah. was very, yeah. like, creepy and disturbing. And it shows, like, like Marta's background and how, like, our backbone and how she can outsmart them. Like, she flips it on him right. really quick. She's like, oh, yeah, you're going to pay for that with the money that's currently in my possession? Yeah, she's like, you mean my resources? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was cool. That's, like, I would say, like, more than any quotes, it's a better, it's a good scene for me. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I got two quotes that kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one comes when they're at the pre- uh, Will meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget who says it. So that's oh, Richard says this to Walt, mm-hmm. and this is on Jacob being in the bathroom, the Nazi child. Yep. <laughs> um, he he said that it was joylessly masturbating to pictures of dead deer mm-hmm. in the bathroom. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah like, Ransom's time, face is amazing. He's like, what? <laughs> the that first whole time I heard nice. that, I was dying. I could not stop. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then at the end when Blanc is talking yeah. to Haunt. He goes, if you're going to do this haunt, either do the impression or don't do it. All right. He goes, what were the overheard words by the Nazi child masturbating in the bathroom? And those, the way he does it, he's like got a weird little like, wave. He's like doing the wave almost. He's yeah, like, he's like <laughs> the hand gestures. Yeah. He's like, he was really? really feeling himself when he said this one. He, he loved this one. <laughs> Oh, man. Very nice. <laughs> that was probably the best executed like line in the movie. <laughs> that was perfect. It's like it's very casual, but at the same time, not at all casual. It's just like yeah. real nice. Oh yeah. And then another funny one by Blanc. I'm I'm gonna try to do the accent again. Mm-hmm. He says, "This is just like because everyone was like, what?" He says, "Physical evidence can tell a clear story with a forked tongue." That one's then, nice. I have that. And then Elliot was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> Just weird. Because he's like, he was like, it's obviously a suicide. There's no interruption of blood spatter. And he's like, just says some nonsense. (laughs) And also, it's just like a good example of like, you know, Southern people have weird expressions. And, you know, he's he's an outsider here. Oh, right. Um, Another one, like right before that one, is when they're talking about it's an open and shut suicide. And um, Benoit pushes back. He's like, you know, throat slit. Is that typical of a suicide? And Detective Elliot's like, Look around. I mean, the guy practically lives in a clue board. So oh, that was yeah. kind of nice. That was, that good. was a good quote. <laughs> Linda, mm-hmm. boinking. Yep. Were you boinking my father? Nice yep. little throwback. <laughs> <laughs> and then Blanc at the end, uh, I just another short one. 
oh, that is Huey. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. And that was like another like, you know, our ancestral home. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, your dad bought it from an immigrant in the 80s. Like, chill yeah, out. From like the Palestinians in the 80s. Yeah, it was a Pakistani. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that's a good line from Ransom, too, is our ancestral home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, then the the where, like, he's just like, shut up, I'm having my moment. Like, you're whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck you, I know that's right. <laughs> um, I have a two ransom ones one is from when he first walks in and they're like you know mr drysdale blah 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 he's like what are you gonna run me in i'm in mourning and then benoit says something to him and he's like what is this csi kfc so the way he says it like takes a bite of the cookie he's like what an asshole <laughs> and then at the end when uh benoit starts like unraveling the case and he's like that's some heavy duty conjecture it's the way i don't know just stood out to me a little bit yeah. He's very confident in that, what he says. Mm-hmm. And this isn't not necessarily a good quote. I just thought it was interesting. More so just the delivery is when Ransom is um, telling, like confronting Martin. He's like, you're going to tell the truth because I know you can't lie. And I, you just ate a full plate of baked beans and sausage. Like the, the Boston accent slips a little bit. Like the, <laughs> that whole scene, he's got a little bit of the uh, Massachusetts, like the mass hole accent bleeding through. And Fun he was, he was born in Boston. Oh, yeah. Fun fact of that scene is mm. I know what beer they're drinking at the table. It's, nice. Yeah, no, it's like Cisco Brewers out in Nantucket. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the peak Massachusetts thing to do. And I'm like, also, wow, they really like, knocked out the park in terms of setting and just like everything. They like cut out for a second. They go to the batch of the Will Reed and they come back. And he, he's had like four or five beers after, like, yep. since they've been talking. <laughs> Power moves only, man. Power yeah, moves. that's true. I didn't, I didn't know if they were on the same timeline, but I guess you can kind of assume they are. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I have one more good one. It's also Benoit Blanc. I might try I guess I'll do the accent, but it's it's a long one. It. It's uh when Marta's about to tell everybody what she did and he reads the toxicology report and he's like, yeah. Excuse oh. me. You have not been good to her. You have all treated her like shit. To steal back a fortune you lost and she deserves. Yeah, a pack of vultures, knives out, beats bloody. Nice. Well, you're not getting bailed out. Not this time. Miss Cabrera has decided definitively not to renounce the inheritance. I just like the knives out beat, beats bloody. Yep. That's real yeah. nice. That is yeah. good. It's also, and you know, roll when credits. They say, that's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we're good. Pat it up. That's where he finally just comes out and admits, like, all of you guys are terrible people. Mm-hmm. Like, like, she deserves the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he, he just executed it so well. It's nice. It's a real good one. Oh, yeah. I might. No, I think that's good. I have one last one. And again, it's not like necessarily a great quote, but just the way it's delivered is after Meg and Marta read Fran's stash and she like takes a little quid, little puff of weed, throws it out. And then she goes to get Walt to tell him, you know, Marta, we're going to take care of you. And he comes in and he just looks at Meg quick and he's like, have you been smoking grass? The way he says it, it's just so good. He says no, and he goes, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, he's so mad (laughs) for no reason. It's just real nice. Jeez, I put too much thought into, like, the shit, like, I quoted and, like, everything, like, I I picked out in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I have serious quotes written down, and, like, I'm like, damn, like, I should should have went with the funny. (laughs) No, always go with the funny, dude. Oh, man. But there are, like, you got to get really mess around with it. Get some mm-hmm. obscure ones. 
God, this movie has some quality content. Yeah. There's, I just mean, like, everyone's having fun. Everyone's – all the lines are really good, basically. Yeah. It's hard to pick. And it's always um, cool to hear when actors, like, uh, improv stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the one I iota always, shit's like, nice. Yeah, like, finding that out, that's cool. And uh, the Nazi child there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That kid, is, I mean, they don't give him a lot to do, but he's, like, he crushes it. Like, the yeah. um, when she's, like, alt-right troll and he's, like, liberal snowflake. He's just like a little little shit eater, and you hate him. Really, but he's crushing off it. the vibes really well. Mm-hmm. You know, hi, I'm a Nazi. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to sixteen year olds. Yep. yep. Like he's like Nazi Morty. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> or is it is it fascist, fascist Morty? Morty? Fascist Morty. <laughs> all right. Any other ones you guys want to bring up? No, I hit all mine. Do you guys want to try to vote or no? I feel like there's too many. Like, how are we supposed there's to pick our many, favorite, yeah. maybe? We would have to try to rank them later for Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. For the streets. All right. So this one, um, in future episodes, the category is going to be different. It's going to be kind of like casting what ifs, recasting for, um, like if it's an old movie, if it would be remade today, uh, who we would cast type of thing. So for this one, you know, it's an ensemble. So we were thinking, what if we had the power, any actor from any time period, put them in this ensemble movie? Who would you do? So like, who are some actors you would love to see in this movie? You would have loved to, I guess. I got one. All right. Off the dome. All right. Um, the guy, Jack McBriar, he would have made a good Wagner. Um, he's from 30 Rock. He's like the one... Okay. Studio. Um. Yeah, he's like in Record Rolf. He's the guy that fits it, fits his stuff. I think so. Yeah. I he's like blondish. Like, he just has that giddy attitude that mm-hmm. would fit like the character perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then my other, my other one's kind of a hot take. Mm-hmm. Um, in another universe where Kevin Spacey isn't a rapist, um, <laughs> I think he would have played a great blonde. Guy. So, yeah, I mean yeah. that's there are parts when it's like he's doing Frank Underwood his accent. Yeah. But I think Daniel Craig just as an actor himself, mm-hmm. he's the perfect replacement for those types of roles in movies. I mm-hmm. think he's like getting the hang of that type of role, and I think that's a great way to branch out his career after like being James Bond. Yeah, he definitely wants to do that type of stuff and not act like he's definitely going to be like a minor character after he comes in, bats a thousand, and then dips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had two pits that I think could have been Benoit. One would be like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, just doing like you know, just yeah. ta- just being himself, basically. <laughs> um, like him and then, true detective. No, no, just him in actual life. <laughs> like when he goes to a Texas game. Another option is I thought Colin Farrell, but Irish Colin Farrell, like Colin Farrell from The Gentleman, basically. Oh, okay. As like Colin Farrell as the coach as Benoit Blanc. It's <laughs> like weird, weird Colin Farrell. Like Irish accent, don't try to do the Southern thing. Yeah. Just do it a little different. I think that would have been nice. It's like a Boston Irish kind of thing. That that would be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could play that well. I feel like I would want to see, I don't have anything against Joni, mm-hmm. but I feel like you could do something kind of cool with like, if you got Joe Pesci involved. Wow. Um, just because so, like you need, you need someone that's not like in the family, which is Joni. She uh-huh. married in. I feel like. If he did not like loud Joe Pesci, if uh-huh. he kind of made these characters like just let them have fun like they all did, mm. sure Joe Pesci could do something that's kind of cool. Um, and it would be like fun seeing him in like really weird, obscure role. 
Uh, why not him as uh, Richard? Because he also married him. He's Linda's husband. Oh, true. And Ooh. then because like you got to keep the you got to have like a woman. I think another woman That's besides true. Linda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Then. That's really. That cool. would be nice. It, plus, like it's the uh, he could be like from New York type of thing, a little Italian yeah. going on. Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. That would be nice. Oh, also, I think Walt should have been played by Mark Hamill. Like, I honestly think Mark Hamill would knock that out of the park. Oh, know. that's cool. And he that looks like interesting. Him. Like, yeah. it, it was kind of, I think it was half the look and also half he would have played a good, like, older sibling type of character in this mm-hmm. movie. So. Yeah, just kind of like, that's nice. I like it. I could see that's it. That's true. And we would get to see him in, like, something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be a good, like, branch out for his career. I have um, a fantastic ransom, I think. So part of the beauty of ransom is that they flip it on its head and they have one, like, one of the most trustworthy actors we've had basically yeah. play a douchebag entitled prick. So this one, we'd have to get the very specific era version of him because he is an asshole basically was his rep in real life. So everybody would have been tipped off. But um, I'm thinking we get tombstone Batman era Val Kilmer as ransom. <laughs> he would be incredible. Oh, damn. Wow. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. He'd be I real nice. See. As just like, his complete douchebag it would have been amazing uh-huh that's that's my main one wow i like that a lot yeah off the dome kind of but young harrison ford i feel like would have been good he i tried to put him in somewhere like, i couldn't figure couldn't it out it? i was like i mean he, i would want like if harrison ford's in the movie i just want to spend all my time with him so yeah. i couldn't really figure out what to do yeah that, that's the problem with him like he's never really been like a supporting actor and then and then also it's just like like if he's if he's Benoit Blanc, he's he's Harrison Ford. He's not yeah. doing like a Southern accent. Like he, I don't think he's getting weird with it. He's kind of he's being cool with it. Yeah, and you need someone well, who's going to be like weird with it. Though. Yeah, as Ransom it would work. But also like even Star Wars is when we're introduced to him really, and he's already like in his thirties at that point. Yeah. So we don't really have uh, which I like. Chris Evans is thirty nine. Yeah, he's older. Yeah. So I mean that could work, I guess, but. Just kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I would have liked to see Nick Cage in there at some just somewhere. We could figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. I had him as Walter a little bit. I just thought he could do that. Okay, just you freak yelling that. like, "Dad, let me yeah, handle we'll our books." Yep, and um, then like him and threatening Marta. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking about that scene when I when I was like, "Oh wow, that could actually." kind of work like he mm-hmm. i don't know how intimidating he could be but i'm sure he could you could do something give him a cane like that and mm-hmm. that was that was cool wobbling mm-hmm. around yeah, yeah. that's perfect <laughs> but um i really want to recast the grandma as <laughs> okay. um what, what was her name nana nana um i want to recast nana as the wheelchair bound grandmother from resident evil 7 because they played a super similar similar role, okay, and I feel like they could both like if they swapped, it would be it would be dynamic. Yeah, okay. I have I have not I don't have any reference point for that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> That's all right. I believe you. I trust oh. you. Uh, I thought that of, um, Nick Cage, Sean mm-hmm. should have been in this movie. Like, just, wow. just even if it's a cameo. Yeah, even if it's a cameo, his actor would be good in a murder mystery kind mm-hmm. of thing. He could have been Harlan, just like put some old man makeup on him. Nice. He, got, he dies. It's nice. Oh, yeah. Um, I right. thought, you know, like if we had to recast everybody, I had 
um, McConaughey as Benoit Blanc, uh, Zoe Saldana as Marta. She is Gamora. Um, she's in okay. Star Trek. Uh, Val Kilmer as Ransom. Yo. Sidorney Weaver, who's uh, from oh. Alien, as yeah. Linda. Like That'd the be- modern Sidorney Re- Weaver. Yeah. Um, okay. Owen Wilson as Richard. Thought that could be nice. Oh, cool. Just give him like a play against type. Let him come in here, be an asshole. And he's like actually southern. And I thought that uh, Richard had like a little a little touch of southern to him. Felt like uh, Joni. I had Reese Witherspoon. I thought that would be nice. Okay. Harlan. I had Charles Dance. Tywin Lannister. Need oh. someone with gravitas for him for sure. That's yeah. cool. I like it. Um, Detective Elliot was tough because um, Lakeith Stanfield is so good, and you're like so you can't you're like. I don't want to downgrade from him, but also it's like such a bit part. I don't want to like I might not have Denzel in there. It'd just be weird. So I thought maybe like Michael B. Jordan if we had to change it, but I would honestly just keep it the same. Yeah. And then Walter Nicholas Cage. I like it. I like the Nick Cage. (laughs) Yeah, that is cool. The main thing is though, you just like you need everyone in the movie to just buy in all the actors. That's all that's all you really need. It doesn't really matter who's in it. Yeah. Right. It's also hard because, like, all these people are, like, either A-listers or used to be A-listers, it feels like. And they all just, like, are so perfectly cast. And they all, like, a lot of them, they suggest little stuff for their characters to do and, like, improvise things. So it's like, how do I divorce the actor from the character? Right. Uh, Anything else from you guys? All right. Moving on, then. So that brings us to, we have some questions. And here, you know, we're just going to do some nitpicking ask some questions about plot hole type stuff, sort of like, you know, what happens after the movie maybe we can get into. Yeah. So this is a big one. We touched on Benoit a bunch of times here. I have a theory that um, Benoit Blanc is not a Southerner at all and that he's actually English or French and that he uses the Southern accent to throw these the thrombies off because he knows they'll think he's an idiot. <laughs> and so he just like he's rope open them a little bit because he says weird things the whole time and he's just like there's a little bit is like is this guy just an idiot no you know i think what I mean? that he definitely plays dumb that's what yeah. but so like i think the whole accent might be fake too yeah i can see that because also i mean like obviously it's partly it's the actor but it's like and he does a good part for a good job for the most part but it is all over the place at times yeah mm-hmm. so i'm like is it how much of that is inflated so that you do notice it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure it like can't canonically he is Southern, but it's just like, I kind of, I wonder for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What part of that is real? Yeah. Cause yeah. they do like, they use the accents to, to show you like you can trust Marta and you can trust Benoit basically. Cause they're the outsiders. So, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I like that. And then I did one of my questions too, kind of does play off mm-hmm. is um, how much does Blanc play dumb? Mm-hmm. Like how I, much is he actually dumb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at what point? So when, when they're walking up to the house, they take mm-hmm. the back road there, mm-hmm. like the, not the back road, just the mm-hmm. walk. Yeah. yeah. The path to yeah, the, it's all muddy. Mm-hmm. Marta notices this and she starts walking through uh-huh. as like Blanc is telling her, stop, stop, stop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, is he is he letting her get away with that, or is he just is he a little bit of an idiot? Um, I, ooh, I, I don't think, think like, so. I think it's just yeah. like she's playing she's playing dumb. So I think it's like understandable. I guess I don't know. No, nah. I'm not sold. Well, okay. I think by then 
I, I think by then ben, Benny knows, like he knows the like enough of what has happened mm-hmm. to tell that like she was involved. She's right. covering something up, and he does know she's involved before that because he sees yeah. the blood. He says from the moment I saw you, right? Um, yeah. And there's this is stepping on tidbits a little bit, but a recurring theme is he always says a foot to her. He says yeah. it like four times uh, to her, and it's because he saw it on her foot, the blood, the little blood spot. Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of see it as like a willful ignorance. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, he knows that she's involved in some part of the scheme, but he knows she's also innocent at the same yeah. time. Yeah, that's also mm-hmm. probably why he let her handle the tape. Mm-hmm. Yep. And kind of yeah, why even Widener kind of pulled up, picked up on that. He was like, "Let me take that from you as soon as he could." Yeah, right. So I don't think his like just ignorance or like the acting of it. I don't think it was aimed at her, and I, I think she knew that too. Mm-hmm. I think it was aimed at the family more to see if they would stumble up around him. But then there's also like when he's by himself, he's just singing that song in the car and like oblivious to all around him until the sirens go off. Like they pull up right behind him, and until yeah. it does a super loud siren, he doesn't even notice it. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, I mean, you know, all of us jam out in the car, but it's just kind of weird. It's like, what's up with this dude? Yeah, he's definitely, I think he's just like someone who doesn't understand social cues and is just like one of those gifted kids. So how old do you think Ransom is supposed to be? Because like I said, you know, he's almost 40 in real life. They call him kid all the time. Marta is 31 in real life. So, you know, she's probably supposed to be in her mid twenties in the movie. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and she's also, she's friends with Bank, who's in college. So they're probably, you know, she's not too much older than her, I would guess. Yeah. Um, so I would guess Ransom's supposed to probably be like low 30s. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. After the movie, right, she did commit crimes. Like, what happens? Does she get charged with anything? Are they like, you know, we need you to testify against Ransom. You're good. How long do the thrombies hold up the will? Like, does she ever get the money? She just have to wait for them all to die before she gets it? Yeah. Well, how would she not get it? Uh, they can they can sue. You know they can. I'm yeah. sure they're pursuing all their legal options, knowing. Yeah. They're probably like you know they have the her. money still. Yeah. yeah I mean Linda at least does. Right. And I'm sure you know they're like let's bleed her dry so by the time she gets the money she has to pay it all to the lawyers. Well, I don't know. I don't. What kind of case can you have? I don't feel like. I mean, it's a will. That's right. But you just got to get appeals going. Like you can just you know yeah. depends on the judge. If your judge is like no, like dismiss with you can't appeal it, then you're good. But you know. Mm-hmm. Civil court, they just have to convince one person. Yeah. And then they can just keep appealing and appealing it. That's horseshit. <laughs> people suck, man. I don't know. Yeah. You know, they'd hire those New York lawyers Walt was talking about. I'm sure like, they could figure out a way to contest it for a while, at least. Maybe yeah. not literally years and years, but. Yeah. They're going to be annoying as mm-hmm. much as they can be. I want to know why, you know, when Richard went into Harlem's office to steal the the letter mm-hmm. two things i don't know why this guy wouldn't take it if he married know, this, this woman, stupid he, he, yeah. there's not one time she mentioned oh yeah we talk in like our own secret language right she definitely yeah, she did told, he's she an told, idiot. Uh, yeah i know that guy is dumb he, i mean yeah <laughs> they show it all the time this dude's an idiot yes yeah <laughs> so there's that and also i noticed this guy he takes that baseball that harlan was playing with mm-hmm. and like he kind of he winds up and throws it out the window mm-hmm. Next scene, it like it's a little toss out the window. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it, it. The continuity really mess. Like I was like, this guy is winding up to break a window. Right. Yeah. And and then it just falls on the ground. Right. Well, I'm sure that there's probably just a window open in there, but it should have been yeeted out of there for sure. Right. I mean, he wound up for it. They sh- like didn't show him throw it, but soft yeah. arm. Yeah. Soft. I guess. 
But there's also like, if he hadn't done that, she never would have, she probably wouldn't have found the letter because she only goes in there to put the baseball back where it goes. Oh, oh, that's, thanks for bringing that up because I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, damn, I didn't think about that either. <laughs> Listen, our actions have consequences. That's what you got to learn. True, true. Yeah, that guy sucks. Richard, he's like maybe the Moron. worst. Dumb yeah. guy, cheats on his wife. You hate to see it. Hate to see it. Immediately sells out his brother-in-law. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, real quick. It's like Walter doesn't run shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Paul's his nephew, a little creep. Like, come on, just do better. Yeah. Just the contract between him and Linda's, where it's like Linda's, she's putting on like, like this whole like, I'm not telling you shit. Blah blah. Like, I, yeah. You think that I'm stupid, and then just oh yeah, this yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> contrast is what really. Yeah, made. she's that like, you good. think I'm gonna badmouth my baby brother? Yeah, and he's just yeah. immediately he's ready to go. And then there's this guy, <laughs> dumb. They did that so well at the beginning. Definitely, like, yeah. Stu's dad definitely bought him his way into law school, and then they met, and he was like, funny enough, back then she's and she just got stuck with him. Yeah, she's yeah. you know she's probably like it would look bad if we divorced, stuck with him forever. And also, you know, she likes that he's an asshole. You know, she's like, when he does the bit, when he's like, Marta, come over here. You know, she like, she low key enjoys that shit. Like, she's like, oh, I love yeah. this about him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, she doesn't, she doesn't fight it really. She's like, no, 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 don't. And then like, you know, if she probably hasn't whipped pretty good, he has, she controls right. the money. She had, oh, he had yeah. to sign a prenup. Like if she put her foot down, that would have been stopped. Oh, like yeah. she's doing the eye. Yeah. At the end when they were uh, pulling uh Ransom away, like the mm-hmm. cops were taking him away. What, what, was it her holding him back, or like because one of them wasn't like one of them wasn't. No, she was. Like, she was away. Him. Yeah, she, she was, was reading the letter. Reading the letter, yeah. and it almost like falls out of her mouth because she's yeah. like, "Damn, my life just fell apart completely." Yeah, yeah. and then she's like, she doesn't care that her son's getting dragged away. So like, I mean, it's like he killed my dad basically at that point. And she's like, exactly. "This dude, my son killed my father. My husband's cheating on me." Like, damn. That's there is so like also like hour. richard's an asshole right but then when his wife is freaking out at marta he's like whoa like take it easy and like pulls her back when she's doing the are you boinking my dad like you like oh, you true. little bitch he's like holding her back at first yeah. until they all chase her out yeah yeah true yeah he said oh everyone's doing it okay it's really all i got for questions i mean there's i'm sure there's a million plot holes i, I don't like to go into things thinking of plot holes i like to just kind of enjoy oh, it I ride wanna... by the seat of my pants yeah I want to know why Marta never just denied to answer. Yeah. Like, I don't understand yeah, why like she I don't felt like, oh, I have to answer. If she knows she's got this problem, I would have adapted to that in about 30 seconds. Yeah, just figure out the half-truth thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Real quick. I don't know. You know, I'm you can sure. Just avoid, you can avoid answering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm in real answering. life the thrombies would have lawyered up immediately as soon as Elliot came back. They would have been like, no, we won't talk to you unless Alan's here. Yeah, you know, you just need you need that to happen for the movie to happen, basically. No, right, right, right. I mean, there's a million of those. That's that's also my nitpicking is like, okay, like naturally, this is she yeah. she throws up when she lies. Yeah, yeah. And then like the one time she does it in front of people, they don't notice when she throws up in the car. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she throws up in the cup and like, yeah, and it's like that would stain for sure. Like my oh, dude, yeah. what, my dude. I know that's what I was like, saying. Like that's what I thought they were getting at. Yeah, with yeah me too. <laughs> I thought he was gonna like when he gets in. Mm-hmm. He's like, let me catch you up. Not immediately, but like as they pull Especially up. Especially when he was sitting there, I thought he would have noticed that when he's sitting it there in the cold, car. was though, so maybe, maybe uh, she kept the uh, Plus, AC on. With the old, old car 
too. Maybe yeah. he's like, it just smells bad in here. It's like an old car. Who knows? Or maybe it's just that oblivious from mm-hmm. jamming with the music. Maybe he can't smell. <laughs> yes. He got COVID. COVID. <laughs> That's a COVID. First case. Oh, man. Damn. What do you got, Chris? Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. I, I don't know how these category things are working. I just kind of have like a critique. Uh, do we have a section for that? Or? Yeah, that's this one. That's nitpicks. All this right. Is, no. It's just like a catch-all. So the next thing we got is when we do the director, and then we got like tidbits, facts, trivia yeah. type of thing. Now, this kind of yeah. segues into the director thing, but it's just like my, my nitpick about the movie is that I kind of wish they stuck more to the setting of the house and like the mm-hmm. estate. I wish the entire movie was set there because I think they could have done so much with just like – So like flu? Yeah, they they should have tr- like went full force into the whole clue vibes. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted I wanted fog machines. I wanted it to be like a lot like eerier and like a mm-hmm. lot more noir. So like, they make it like it was one night and he just solves it. Yeah, like that whole opening scene just extend it. That's that day. Yeah, well, it doesn't need to be like one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, necessarily. Just take but, like, like because I Chris, I definitely see where you're coming from because when I watched it the second time. And I was like, oh, they're already at the will reading. And then, like, now all of a sudden, the scenery changed. They're mm-hmm. no longer at the mansion. Yeah. And then that's when it's like, oh, wow. Like, I, I forgot that that happened so early because I forgot about all yep. of these scenes in between. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So and I definitely, I see where you, I, I feel like that's a good point where it would have been cool to see the entire mansion. Yeah. Like, kind of using that setting more like i i I just kind of think like the car chase could have been done like a run in the woods or like something where like everything is happening right there and like Mm -hmm. it should have been more focused on the setting than like car chases and i don't know finding uh, the maid in like the basement or something i think they could have done so much more in the house Mm -hmm. and i think they should have just like ramped up like the eeriness of it and like those two gotcha. things would have added like a creepy element to it, mm-hmm. but not like too overboard. Gotcha. So that's so, just like if you were doing the movie, that's what you would have done different. Yeah. I gotcha. I I think I disagree, but I do I also see where you're coming from. I just think it's just like it's not what they were trying to do with this. Yeah. Like it, it would be take interesting. The fun away. Like I don't I don't think it would take the fun away. It, mm-hmm. It's just like I think it there was just that potential there that they could have like utilized. Yeah. It'd be a different kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely just hold new vibe. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe they'll do it in the uh, sequel. They'll be more clue vibes. Yeah. Alrighty, that brings us to the weirdest, the weirdest category that we got, suggested by the man, the myth, the legend, J.T. Coons, and that is talk about how the movie is different if a new director was in place. But we got a twist here. What we're going to do is spin a wheel. And we got a couple directors pre-programmed in, and whatever the wheel decides, that's who's directing the new the movie. Oh, you guys ready? I'm ready. Wow, this is this is great. Okay, so what would happen if *Knives Out* was directed by Quentin Tarantino? Oh, oh. wow! Blood and lots of it. <laughs> that's true. That's. So I think the, we probably did like we did a rap needle drop at some point. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was when Harlan actually cuts his throat. And I kind of wanted to talk about this. I'll talk about it briefly. He does okay. that right in Marta's face. Yeah. So, 
she has to like leave the house and do all of that other shit yep. with the image of him killing himself forever. Yep. So move. anyway, if Tarantino filmed it, the whole like half of that room is just full yeah. of blood. Also, he probably right. like shoots himself when we see it and like blood <laughs> and brains go everywhere. Away, you would like, yeah. It's like crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of screaming. Yep. Um, yep. What else? How a lot more he... F-bombs. We see Marta's feet a lot. There's <laughs> <laughs> like that scene, Marta's probably barefoot, and we like we focus on her t- tiptoeing down the stairs. Oh my god. <laughs> She's probably barefoot in the mud or something weird. It's oh, something man. for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, feet. Uh... I think it'd be it'd be good though. Like it definitely I would love to see Quentin Tarantino direct the Who Done It. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, think Benny would be a lot more of a psychopath, I think. Like, he would be all, like, in his head about everything mm-hmm. and just, like, spewing more gibberish than he kind of did. Like, mm-hmm. I could see that. Detective Elliot would probably be Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah, you gotta have him. Yeah, you have to have him in the movie. I mean, there's, so, like, like, there's more guns. Uh-huh. What, what are the guns? There definitely would have been a shootout, probably, at some point. Would, would have a lot more guns. Ransom probably dies. Ransom probably gets killed. Ransom doesn't what? kill Marta? I don't think so. I think he gets stopped, but he dies. I think they kill him trying to stop him. Yeah, but I think it'd be a real knife. I think it'd be, like, yeah, it'd be like, that would be a shootout where there'd him. be, like, the him. knife throwing. Probably, like, the Nazi child or, like, someone you don't expect. <laughs> There'd be, like, a lot more, like, violent cutaways. So, like, the scenes where they, they show us what's happening, it'd probably be, like, a guitar strain or something. Like, there'd be something more jarring to the action. Yeah. It's, like, how they cut away. Mm-hmm. Like Some F-bombs. The political wrong. scene would have been very dicey when they're talking politics. Oh, yeah, would've that would have gone bad. That oh, yeah. Probably that's not in the movie. Um, and it, it's <laughs> probably something different. Probably, like, maybe we see Richard at, um, like, at a plan rally or something, or, like, at a MAGA rally or something oh, like that. Yeah. But it's oh, definitely okay. more overt. Interestingly, so Don Johnson, who plays Richard, he is Big Daddy in Django. He's the, you know, um, okay. yep. you know, I can't see, you can't see. Yes. All that matters is can the horse fucking see? That's a raid. Oh, That's okay. who that is. Okay. <laughs> wow. That I knew he looked familiar. And mm-hmm. there yep. it is. So, like, he's, he probably has a little bit bigger role or he's just, like, he's dialed up even more. And he already does great, so that would yeah. be nice. I say he yeah. gets turned up. That's so funny. Yeah, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I'm bad with actors. I'm like, okay, you look familiar. Oh, I just didn't know from what, yeah. I had references for everybody just in case you guys, you know, you weren't sure you needed a little jarring. Yeah, thank oh, yeah. you. Okay, like, here's my question. If you saw, you know, trailer comes on, or just a poster, like you don't know trailer, you just hear, Quentin Tarantino's directing a mystery. It's called Knives Out. You in or out? In. Yeah, I see man. Quentin Tarantino. I'm in. They pretty much no right, matter what. Right. I don't like, think that the title can really. Knives mm-hmm. well, out. I'm like, damn, that's nice. That's gonna be bloody. That like mm-hmm. going back to what I said first. Uh, the, Quentin Tarantino with a movie called Knives Out. There's gonna be so much blood. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's really gonna be like up close and personal too. Yep. Yeah. I feel like it would like. Okay, so if they did that, would he do it so that? they're spending time in the mansion and like they did in hateful eight like they're all like it's claustrophobic in the oh probably building. he probably oh, would have yeah. there probably would have been like a storm of some sort so they're stuck there right that would be interesting storm. but also he he doesn't necessarily repeat himself so he might not it, 
That's uh, because true. of Hateful Eight. Do like a yeah, single right. That's a fair point. But he does like to keep things up close and personal. Like um Jane Doe, the shootout happens in a house. There's the drinking game scene in uh Inglorious Bastards mm-hmm. where all the shooting happens in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, everything happens in Leo's house. Yep. So yep. there's probably like more stuff does happen in the house, I think. Wow. Yeah. Uh I think I think for if he directed it, um, Marta would be right up in his face as he was like slaying his throat. Like her hand would be on the knife or something, and they'd be like face to face. It would get graphic. Yeah, I I want to. I think I want him to direct a mystery now because I'm just like I'm interested to see what he would do because his movies it's like the dialogue is smart and snappy, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not like there's not really twists. I feel like. Well, Reservoir Dogs. True. True. Not, I always forget that one. I, I've only seen it once or twice. I've only seen it once, and it's just like, I don't know why. It's good. It's it like, more. it's a hole of mine, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah we all got him. That, that's, I, I could see him, like, doing something like uh, the scene in that, where he's just, like, like twirling around the knife, torturing the guy to, like, the tune of, like, stuck in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? funny as hell. Like, I could see that. <laughs> I think it'd be, like, uh, Pulp Fiction. It'd be, like you get the story from a bunch of different uh, perspectives and it's stitched together kind of thing. Like it starts and stops and takes place at different parts. Yeah. I think it'd be more like that, but a mystery. I can see. Okay. That's cool. A lot more music for sure. I see. Okay. But on the topic of music, I did like the music where it was like, there wasn't much. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I mostly noticed it in the beginning where Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, that kind of like quick up tempo. I don't know what instrument, but just like the, like the stuff that you hear in like mysteries, like murder mysteries, just yeah. like sets the tone. Yes, and it's yeah. like I I did like that classic kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very nice. All right, so that brings us into tidbits, and this is trivia, fun facts, just like little things. We have brought a lot of them up throughout, which is good, but still have some more. So as we noted. Uh, Chris Evans is rocking some sweaters. He has the famous one from the, you know, eat shit scene when his his first arrival. So Chris Evans has a dog named Dodger. I don't know if you guys have seen him on Twitter or Instagram. Great looking dog. Beautiful guy. Chris Evans got his dog pretty much the exact same sweater as his character in Knives Out. Dodger Dodger hated it, but he looked good. (laughs) He looked good in it. Like I said, Christopher Plummer is younger than the actress playing his mother, but did you guys catch that he is the grandfather in National Treasure? Yes. And here's my question. Could they be the same person? Could, could Harlan Thrombey be Grandpa Gates? Probably not, but maybe. Wow. I mean, we know. like in the same universe. Like how he already has all that crazy conspiracy theory stuff in him. So you That's know he true. could write some thrillers. <laughs> <laughs> but Damn. I seen, Does he have like a secret wife, secret family? Yeah. No, he has a falling out with Nick Cage in that side of the family, mm-hmm. but he still keeps, like, the portion of the fortune that, like, he got from, like, the heist. Right. Like, they never mention any brothers or sisters. It's very possible. Like, we don't see his wife in this. We see... So, like, he definitely could have had other siblings, and, you know, Nick Cage's dad cuts him out, or he's like, you know, you've ruined my life, get away from me. He's like, damn, guess I'll just, like, crank out some bestsellers quick and yeah. become a millionaire. I'm not going to find the treasure. I'll make my own. Exactly. <laughs> Because he already has that creative, like, yeah. conspiracy theory. He's got the juices yeah. going. Do they introduce oh, yeah. this in the uh, next one? That's, 
<laughs> it's like a little crossover. National yeah. Treasure 3, Knives Out 2. Wow. <laughs> and while Blanc is secretly um, Sean Bean's brother, he's at, he's British and he killed Harlan somehow. <laughs> they retcon it and they're like, yep, it was me. Oh, one, uh, I, I'll be honest, I Googled it, but one thing, I, one fun fact I learned is that in every Ryan Johnson movie, mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays yep. a cameo. Yeah. Yep. And I thought, like, what was he, like, a voice actor in this one? Yeah, in the the murder mystery that her, Marta's sister is watching, he's the detective that's, like, he, I forget what he says, but he you can hear it if you know it. Who oh. is this? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, he's Robin Seven. in, yeah, he's in Inception. He's Robin in Dark Knight Rises. He's the cop that helps Bruce Wayne. Okay. And then at the end, they're like, you should yeah, use your real yeah. name more. Robin, it's yep. a nice name. That guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's in stuff. He's doing stuff. Yeah. Like, I've learned he was a voice actor. He's in, he's in Looper. He's the main guy that goes against yep. um, Bruce Willis. Cool. Yeah. I think Trooper Widener is also in all of Ryan Johnson's movies. He's in the first one, and then he's in, he's in Looper. He's like the boy blue, I think. And he has like a cameo in Star Wars and Trooper Widener in this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Here's a good one you guys are going to love. So Alan, the lawyer who reads Harlan's will and he's like arguing with them after, he is played by Frank Oz. You guys know who that is? I know uh, the name. Frank Oz is a puppeteer and voice actor primarily, also director. Uh, you might know him from playing Yoda, perhaps? Oh, shit. Yo. Yep. Yep. This guy said, everyone, Last Jedi, divisive. I'm going to make some friends. I'm going to get fucking Yoda in my movie. I love it. Comes I in quick it. and he crushes it. <laughs> wow. Lawyer. Oh, that's, that's cool. Nice. You love to see it, honestly. That's sweet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I like that. All right. So he's got a good, like, cast of characters in his, like, network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. He's got the boys. Oh, yeah. It's pretty nice. It's a good time. Good gaggle. Chris was the, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt thing, that was your trivia? Yeah, that's all I had. Okay, okay. (laughs) I'm just looking at uh, Ransom's car. Mm -hmm. Ransom had a 1972 BMW 3.0 CSI. What's it retail for, Chris? Ooh, let's find out. (laughs) Oh, this listing's no longer available. It was auctioned off. Um, The one from the movie? Yeah. Give me the price, you cowards. Come on. Oh, wow. Coward! I'm guessing hundreds of thousands because, like, all the other ones for sale are like $180,000. Nice. That's, that's what I was looking for more than oh, that yeah. specific one. That's nice. So, dude, just is like, I, like, how do you let someone mooch off you that much? It's insane. Well, they, you, like, even that much, I'd be like, dude, no. Yeah, <laughs> You're going exactly. to give you like a hundred k for no reason? Like, get a job. Well, who said that um, truly is selfless person? Uh, who said that? Oh, Meg says that granddad is truly a selfless person. Yeah. Yeah. And like he, you know, he loves Ransom. Like Ransom's probably his favorite, honestly. Yeah. He he says like he's so much like me, all that stuff, which makes me wonder, you know, has has Harlan killed somebody? Wow. You know, Harlan, he says the plots arrive in his head fully formed. So he's thinking about murder a lot. Ransom is like, Ransom is going to kill his grandpa. And And he was going to kill Marta. Yeah. Yeah. And he killed Fran. Yeah. So like, and granted, you know, Harlan apparently came up hard. He didn't. He wasn't a spoiled little brat, so maybe that worked in his favor. But maybe it worked in his favor for murder too. Maybe 
maybe there was another blossoming author and he said, I'm out. I'm coming for you. Damn, I can see that. Because, like, I don't know. I, I think he saw how he did. Um, Ransom just didn't have, like, the same traits as, like, the rest of the family. And, like, mm-hmm. he kind of made himself independent of the family. And I think that's kind of what he wanted everyone to do, even, like, though he was still mooching off the money. Like, I think that's where, like, his fall, like, that, that, I think that's why, like, wasn't going to inherit anything at first. Or, like, why he was kicked out of the will. Because it's like, all right, like, you're still mooching off of me, even though, like, mm-hmm. I see myself, part like, parts of myself in you. Right, right. that's why he told like him what... first more. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, I was just putting thoughts together and just doing a little gibberish. No, yeah, I think I got what you mean, though. It's yeah. like, it's why he told Ransom and not, like, he ransomed out to know first type of thing. Yeah. Even though it was in a fight. Oh, yeah. Because it was, like, at the, like, you know, like everyone says, they love to fight. They have this love-hate thing. Like, at the end of the day, there's still that weird respect for one another. Mm-hmm. Is there, though? I mean, he, he killed he tried to, Yeah, yeah, for on, uh, <laughs> on uh, Harlan's end, anyway. Yeah, That's right. What, like, instead of being like, you know, let me get back in the good graces quick, he's like, let me just murder him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because hey, there's no way that this I can redeem myself any, any way. <laughs> and he, I feel like he probably could have. Like, he probably could have just been like, oh, I got a job, and he would have been like, nice. Yeah, exactly. Back the well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta kill this fucking asshole. Oh man. <laughs> also, like, clearly he's wasting his potential. He came up with like a pretty good murder scheme real quick. He was like, Okay, I'm I'm disinherited. And he's like, he's not even out of the driveway yet. He's like, I'm gonna get Marta blamed for this, so I'll still inherit everything. Like, dude could have been doing like he probably could have been a detective, he could have done stuff. He could have wrote a book about his plot to kill and yeah. like make a fictional story and then boom, take over the company. Especially True. like, you know, publishers would give him the benefit of the doubt. They're like, oh, Harlan Thrombey's Ransom. That's, that's like Ransom tries though. Let's publish this. Call him Ransom, yeah. Ransom Thrombey. Publish that shit. Nice. I also wondered like, why didn't Walt just like get a ghostwriter to publish something under his name? Right. You know, like, yeah. You know, yeah. If, like they would love the legacy. Apparently this guy's. I don't know. I mean, like in real life, these people who crank out a novel a year, they're not actual like major stars. So I, I don't know. But interesting. He had the resources too. He had the resources. Had them all. Do you think Ransom's killed people before? Because he, he arrives on murdering his grandfather very fast. Maybe accidentally at like a frat party and he covered it up. Yeah, I, <laughs> I see him as someone maybe like, you know... Back in college, yeah, like there was a hazing incident. And, yeah. Like his daddy's lawyers came in and saved his ass. Yeah. Or yeah. And then like he probably acquired a taste for it. I bet Ransom has killed people. I would say Harlan's probably like his fourth kill, at least. <laughs> wow. I, I think it's more the fact that I think he understands his privilege and what he can get away with. Mm-hmm. And I think he just takes advantage of that shit. Would you say he's like more of like a serial killer or is he just like, uh, like, as you, um, as he disdains you, he'll kill you. Um, I think he'd probably be like a throw killer. So like serial killer, but like he's very in control. Like he, he'll just be like, like it's like a spur of the moment type of thing at the same time. But like, he's just like, like this is nice. Like he doesn't need to do it. He just wants to type of thing. Okay. I mean, this guy's being a dead, dead. All right. I'm kind of there. Cause 
I feel like he has no remorse for the people he kills, mm-hmm. but I think everyone he's probably killed in his secret past had some something to do with threatening his like own safety or his own wealth or his own right. Like someone probably like, like some right. he got some bad like fake coke or something. You know what I mean? Like someone gave him baby powder instead, and he's like, yeah. "You're dead." Or like a journalist was gonna release like an like yeah. some sort of article about him. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like a paparazzi him. person. Like he probably yeah. seduces him, and kills him. Yeah. Like they had to have like that kind of connection, not like I'm gonna drive down the street and gun down the first person I see. Like, right, right. He's not gonna be a freak. Yeah, like if people slight him, he kills. Yeah. Him. Oh yeah. And not like Michael Jordan, he makes up stuff. Like if it's an actual thing, he's like, "I'm gonna, okay, fine, you're dead." Yeah. <laughs> I believe because he kills. He he tries to kill Harlan, and he would have, and then he kills Fran. Yep. And then and he, he tries to kill Marta, Marta in front of. Two cops and a just just to kill private her. Detective. Yeah, just he's to like, kill what? her. Yeah, he, he's like, well, and for a penny, and for a pound, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in his defense, she puked on him, out of line. No matter. Yeah. I think I think out of line. But the worst part about it was just when he's like, he's right there in her face, and mm-hmm. it's just like all the puke is on his face. It's like, ah, that sucks yeah. for her. Like that's just a bad spot. Yeah, I think they, it does look like they they clean him up before they bring him in. And like he's in his coat instead of just the sweater, so I think oh. they like took that off him and like cleaned him up a little. Okay. White privilege in action. You hate to see it. Hate <laughs> <laughs> that guy go to prison and fucking puke. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. That's all I got to say. That's all I know. That's all she wrote. Murder. She wrote. Nice. Ooh, good twist. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> anything else for you guys? I think we've covered all the the big points here. That's yeah. all I got. That's all I got. All right. Damn. <laughs> Love that. So. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Oh, oh. We got to. So what's the one bite? Oh, yeah. Nice. So, like, instant reaction or, like, now after having binge watched after, it After, like, times? after having, yes. After having experience with it. Okay. I think I tend to rate things pretty high. So I think the first time it was probably, like, like a 7.8 okay. type of thing. Cause I was like, I liked it a lot. Don't love it. Um, and now I'd probably say like uh, the solid 8.7. Like it's a little like in between B, B plus. Okay. You know, I'd say 88. Yeah. Let's hit it firmly in the B plus range, but not, you know, not quite an A minus. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll go. So on my first watch, I would probably say I was somewhere at like, 7.4 I was a little underwhelmed just because I was like I thought I was gonna be surprised at the Mm -hmm. end it's like I knew what happened the whole time it's like I was there I saw it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but like after understanding that watching it again with like an open mind my score went up a lot I gave it Mm -hmm. 8.5 okay I liked it a lot and I, I continue to like it I, I kind of have to agree where, like, the first time I saw it, my initial impression was, like, I didn't expect to know who the killer was and what was going on so mm-hmm. soon in the movie. It's because I, I went in thinking it was just a classic murder mystery type of thing. So I, I would put it around, like, first time around, like, a six and a half, seven. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, going back and watching it again, I kind of, like, you pick up on a lot more and you realize that, like, that's not, like, the intent of the movie. Right. And, like, just from that... I would put it up to like an eight or a nine even. Nice. But then again, I kind of think, um, I kind of think I rate movies high too, Thomas. So, mm-hmm. 
But also at the same time, this is one of those movies where it's like the first time you see it, it's still just like such a good movie that mm-hmm. like when you see it again, like that you don't get the same feeling. It's like I would compare it to was it I saw nineteen seventeen around the same time where it's okay. like that's a great movie and like it's like told in such a great way and stuff but like when you go back and watch it like you just don't get that same sort of feeling about it yeah uh-huh like, i i that's that, a really good like comparison bad, you know <laughs> no that's a really good comparison because i would not really necessarily want to go back and watch that movie yeah like i liked it it was really good and i I liked the way that they made it i haven't seen it but yet. that's that's a really good point yeah it's kind of like it, uh, i was just trying to come up with a movie that came out around the same time and also told a story where like you kind of know the ending already mm-hmm. sure yeah, yeah. so that it's like sense. all right like the movie like it's just like going in you, you shouldn't think of it as a murder mystery so, but like, right it's sort of um so in another podcast i listened to uh, the host uh shay serrano brought up that it's sort of like scream but for murder mysteries where it's like it's both the thing it's making fun of, but it's also making fun of it. So like right. Scream, it's a yeah. slasher movie, but it's also poking fun at them. And this is like, it, it is a murder mystery, but also it's like, wink, wink. Yeah. It's like Which is why they do stuff with the, like the, like Trooper Wider going, shh, shh, let him finish. Yeah, finish. And like, fun. all that type of stuff too. Yeah. Like they still have the fun with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So for Chris and Michael, that'll do it for us. Remember to rate and review Haiki Obsessed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and five stars only, or we'll spring ransom from prison to continue his murder spree. And, you know, like always, give us the honest reviews on Instagram and Twitter, but on the boards, on the Apple reviews, five stars only. Until next time. Peace out, y'all.